Hello and welcome to the Construction Corner Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm your host. And on today's episode of the Construction Corner Podcast, we're going to continue with the Dell Tech Clarity Report. I apologize that I have kept you waiting for a couple weeks here. I've been <coughs> sick, had the flu, and really just couldn't talk. Uh, so <laughs> it was tough to get these podcasts out and really you know, provide that benefit to you and give you the nice, clear recording uh, and voice articulation that you deserve in a podcast. So we're going to continue right along with our Delta Clarity Report, and today we're going to talk about business development. So we'll pound through some of these. I'm going to release uh, a couple over the next couple days just to keep back up and get you all this information uh, from the Delta Clarity Report. It's super great. We're also going to, in an upcoming episode, we'll go over um, the BDNC Tech Giants uh, survey and what firms are doing uh, with technology. But today we're talking business development and I cannot wait to dive in. So without further ado, we're going to go into business development from the Dell Tech Clarity Report. <clears throat> so business development, firms continue to struggle to find new opportunities early enough and need to be strategic about which potential projects to pursue. In the architecture and engineering industry, firms have a plethora of opportunities and often struggle to be strategic and focus on the right opportunities to pursue. Given that 80% of firms cited client relationships as a top source of new business, firms identified time to nurture client relationships as a top challenge. A uh, little sidebar there. If you're able to get through projects much faster using something like our software, you can spend more time nurturing these client relationships uh, so that you can win more business. All right, back to it. Despite the increased importance of strategic business development, less than half of firms have a formal business development process, and many firms leveraging a seller-doer model, project managers face conflicting priorities and limited time to devote to business development. These challenges may be contributing to decreased win rates and a decline in the average percentage of revenue from top clients. All right, so here's the key metrics. Win rates declined from 50 to 48% last year, large firms and uh, a or AE firms experienced the largest decline in win rates. Revenue generated from top three clients declined from 53 to 44%, and small firms saw a decrease from 62 to 52% this year. The net revenue growth forecast was essentially unchanged last year, declining from 5.2 to 5.1. All right, so a couple things here. Seller duo models are broken. Uh, it's the whole you can't have two top priorities. You need to have one top priority, meaning that you need to either take an architect who is more personable, the joyful person, the rainmaker, if you will, and send them out there and tell them to go and talk to clients. Uh, having them both do project management um, and lead teams as well as you know, talking to clients and leading that whole effort just doesn't work. Um, you look at any other industry that has very, very successful you know, sales forces, those people are dedicated to sales. You know, they have people that are dedicated to selling. They understand the product. They understand the market. They understand the needs and can basically go out and communicate to clients all day, every day. And that will hands down always beat firms that, you know, are having these conflicting priorities. So to basically leverage your talents, your opportunities the most you need to put people in roles that they fit the best that means dedicated project managers dedicated salespeople. having those two people 
uh, often leads to either that person being out of the office way too much and ignoring everyone in the office to figure out what they need to do next on the project, or they're in the office way too much and not out talking to clients and therefore your whole business suffers. Um, and it's why most firms have these big gyrations from wins to losses is because they don't have even sales and that person that won a project now is in the office doing the project and can't go out and win more projects. So you have this lag between it and everyone is wondering where their next project is coming from. All right. So that's my little take on um, seller doer. It's broken. Don't do it. Have dedicated salespeople, dedicated project managers. All right. So back to it. Finding time to nurture client relationships, continually chop top challenges for the second year in a row with increased competition and identifying new prospects falling close behind. Limited business development resources fell out of the top three after experiencing a 13-point drop from last year. Although resources have dropped, these challenges are indicative of the challenges of the seller-doer model where staff is increasingly stretched thin as firms win new business. Overall, firms are struggling with time, market, intel, and positioning for the win. With increased pressure to do more with fewer resources, business development time needs to be even more strategic and impactful. Firms seem to be vigilant, vigilant about which projects are worth pursuing, which clients are worth investing in, and which markets will be lucrative. So top to bottom, uh, top business development challenges. Number one, finding time to nurture client relationships. Number two, increased competition. Number three, identifying new prospects. Number four, limited business development resources. Number five, coordination between business development and operations. Number six, increased costs for of uh, competing for new projects, not enough time to effectively respond to RFPs, RFQs, lack of intel for opportunities to position win, finding right teaming partners, and excessive administration time maintaining reports and records. All right, so I'm going to give you my top uh, pieces on this. Find time to nurture client relationships. Uh, it's just a broken priority model. We we just went over that. Increased competition. Uh, that means your con- your competition is doing a better job at talking to your clients and uh, you need to basically spend more time to it. That's why you have increased competition is because you have not locked that client down. Uh, identifying new prospects. This leads to what market are you in? Are you in higher education? You should not have really trouble identifying those prospects. Uh, if you're in any type of school situation, you should not have trouble doing that. Hospitals, no problems. Uh, if you're doing development work, really you go and find developers, really simple. Uh, find out where they are, join groups that have developers in them, and spend time with those people. Pretty straightforward and simple. If you're, I mean, there's not often many people that are building buildings, so that market is pretty small, and once you get in, they typically know everybody. All the developers know everybody, so just get in and find them. Um, so, I mean, at schools, hospitals, offices, um, those are typically done by developers. Uh, higher education, pretty easy, straightforward. Multifamilies, again, done by developers. Uh, retail renovations, more often than not, it's going to be done by the developer. And then you'll need to make some contacts potentially with the owners of those retail shops, but the developer is going to be typically who's going to hand you those referrals. So um, the developer network is really who you need to look for in that piece. Limited business development resources. All right, with that, do you have a phone? Pick it up, dial it. That's really it. Um, you don't necessarily need to take people out to lunch. You just need to talk to them. Uh, sending email. Email's free. Phones are free. 
sending them white papers, newest projects, all that stuff free. Um, really, this just amounts to you know meals, and if you could do one meal with one client once a month, you know fifty, a hundred bucks. Um, again, fairly inexpensive for the return. Um, coordination between business development and operations, meaning if you're doing sales, you need to talk to somebody. If you're doing business development, you need to talk to somebody. Um, tell them what you're up to, what you're doing, what the pipeline looks like. Um, pretty straightforward there. It's just a communication breakdown as we see across many, many uh, forms of business. Cost of competing for projects. This is in developing proposals. One is if you template that. Two, if you know what it takes to or what that client's looking for, what they want, you can have ideas going into it. And yes, you do probably need somebody dedicated to visualization, to putting you know these models and projects together on what that looks like. Uh, the more that you invest in that client up front, the more likely you are to win that project, meaning that you're also can use, if even if you don't win, let's say you don't win that project, but you developed, let's say it was for a new hospital, right? New hospital campus or a new school campus or a renovation, whatever it is, and you develop models for it and some visualization and videos. You can still repurpose those to your social media, to your website, to a blog post, to an email blast, to your clients, right? It's still great work and you can still put it out to show what your company is capable of. So don't ever think of it as a just waste, as a sunk cost. Uh, I mean, it is a sunk cost, but it's not a waste repurpose that material to go out in emails, social, uh, send the clients, you know, privately via email. There's a lot of, uh, things for that. Not enough time to effectively respond RFPs, RFQs. Uh, that means that you're responding to them and not proactive in it. You didn't know it was coming more, meaning you're more than likely not going to win it anyway. Um, and lack of Intel means you didn't ever talk to your clients so you don't know that it's coming. Uh, it's really what it amounts to. Finding the right teaming partners. You're not developing relationships. This is all coming down to relationships. You don't have a relationship good enough with a client. You don't have a relationship good enough with partners. You're not developing any of that because nobody is dedicated to doing it. This all comes down to having a dedicated person to get out there, talk to people, develop relationships, and instilling in your people that they need to create more relationships. People knock on, you know, young professional societies, AIA, uh, other pieces or other networking events, going to developers conferences, whatever. That's where relationships are formed and found. And this needs to be taught more and more. So get out there. If you're business development, go out there and do that. If you want to move up and have more prestige within your firm, sales wins all. So the more clients you can get, the better off you're going to be in your career. If you want to, again, move up. So long as you can maintain those relationships, do better, and really bring in more work to the firm. As a rainmaker, you're going to be higher in the firm. You're going to be promoted. Uh, it's just life's going to be much better when you bring that in. All right, we're going to go back to it. Uh, my little rant is over. All right, so net revenue growth forecast. So the average net revenue growth forecast of 5.1% really remained nearly unchanged from the previous year as firms are expecting modest growth in an already strong economy. There's more variation in net revenue growth forecasts when firms look at size and type. 
Most firms are reported small decreases of about one percentage point, but small businesses forecasted a decline of 1.9%. The decline reported by small firms could be attributed to the challenging of forecasting work for a large number of smaller projects as opposed to larger long-term projects. High performers reported the largest uptick from last year with a 0.8% increase, and that's in revenue growth. With better alignment between finance and business development, firms will continue to see improvement in forecast accuracy, and business development teams can create effective plans to see the growth forecast come to fruition. Business development responsibility. Similar to last year, firms are still primarily relying on executive teams and dedicated business development staff to bring in new business. The number of firms of which the executive team is primarily responsible for business development increased two points to 88%, whereas all of the other roles experienced declines in the frequency of business development responsibility. With high turnover rates, some executives may be stepping back to support business development staff and alleviate burden on seller doers. Only 19% of firms have dedicated business development staff, with more firms relying solely on seller doers, with 39% of firms leveraging seller doers, which was up to from 31% last year. Although the seller doer model offers some advantages in client relations, it limits time to look at new opportunities as project volume increases. Basically everything I said, um, you, yes, your executive team should be doing that, but then they, they don't focus on the business, right? They're going out and talking to clients, all that stuff, but then they negate the teams, the project managers. They're not looking at operations and how things are going. They're focused on clients. Again, this is why you need dedicated sales staff, sales development, and any company that has done really well in other industries has dedicated salespeople, um, sales management, and you could call it business development management, whatever you want, but they have basically a whole team. And then it's also instilling in your project teams to understand, you know, contract changes is this added fee hey this other project is coming up we're let's let our business development person know that these are coming up to, so that they have their pipeline to do sales projections right like all those things need to flow well through the organization so that everybody's properly informed um, across the firm all right so firms with formal de- business development processes firms were divided pretty evenly on whether or not they have a formal business development process Large firms were more likely, 73%, to have a formal uh, BD process, where small firms were least likely to have a BD process. Although there is no dominant BD process in the industry, there are still numerous advantages to a formal BD process. Formal or structured process can help track and maintain client interactions and reduce duplication of efforts by engaging the right parties at key points of time. It also brings more focus to limited business development time and can lead to a higher return on investment in clients and potential projects more touch points with clients and a formal system to track these interactions can be a competitive advantage in a highly competitive environment potential being potentially being the difference between winning or losing the next big project all this comes down to is do you track it do you have a process do you train your people on how the heck to talk to your clients yes or no it's pretty simple pretty straightforward and hey how many touch points do you have how often do you follow up do you send things that your marketing department creates to your candidates? Are you on the outlook for that thing to help your clients, right? With like, let's say you have a school client and hey, this, this, and this thing can help students with your infrastructure. Boom, here you go. Hey, did you know that you could do this, this, and this with your janitorial supplies and it'll save you 3% on your janitorial, you know, a year. Boom, right? Send them article, white paper. Hey, thinking about you. I thought this was interesting and you might enjoy it, right? 
all those pieces that you send, that you prepare, that you're finding, that you're thinking of, keeps you top of mind to your clients. That is really simple, easy way for you to basically keep top of mind for all your clients. Keep talking to them, be top of mind for them. All right, talking win rates now. Calculated by proposals awarded divided by proposals submitted. 47.9% down 2.1% from last year. The average win rate declined two points. Slightly less than half of firms reported win rates increased where 16% indicated win rates decreased. Architecture firms reported the largest decline of seven points and large firms reported the largest increase as they were up 5%. These trends are consistent with the business development challenges reported elsewhere. Firms are being stretched by the amount of work they already have Compounded with challenges of hiring, which make it difficult to respond to opportunities with high-quality proposals. Surprisingly, there are still 7% of firms that are not tracking win rates, which leads to a waste of time and frustrated team members. All this amounts to is, do you have a good chance of winning the project? Have you been in contact with that client? Right? Have you had at least five touch points with it? Or are you offer are you answering an RFP, RFQ blind? Right? You never talked to that client, you've done nothing, and you were blindsided by this RFP release. You decide to submit to it in a hastily fashion, meaning that you have no real opportunity to win, uh, thus the decline in win rates. So putting in upfront effort is going to help you win long term. All right, capture rate. Calculated by total value of proposals awarded by awarded divided by total value of proposals submitted. So 45% is the capture rate. The capture rate was nearly identical to last year, increasing by half percentage point. While written rate focuses on the number of proposals submitted, capture rate measures the total dollar value of proposals submitted compared to those awarded. High performers made the largest increase in capture rate, reporting a five-point increase to 50%, and architecture businesses experienced the largest decline of 10%. For the second year in a row, large firms reported the lowest capture rate, suggesting that the competition is higher for the most valuable projects or the go no go process should be reviewed to ensure firms are devoting time to the right projects in their firm again this goes to did you talk to the client did you not and we're going to get into formal go no go processes so formal go no go processes help firms make better decisions about which projects to pursue and ensure they are not allocating time and resources to project pursuits with a low win probability percentage of firms with a formal go no go process increased one point to 68% this year. Nearly all types of firms are reported increases in percentage of those employing a formal no-go go, no-go process. High performers report the largest increase of 15% and large firms continue to lead with 84% having a go, no-go process. Small firms were the least likely to have a formal go, no-go process. Of firms with a formal go, no-go process, more than half, 54% used it for all opportunities. 30% employed for strategic opportunities and 15 employ a go, no-go process for new clients or prospects. Although a clear majority of firms have a formal go, no-go process in place, more than one-third of firms do not have a process in place, impacting win rates and potentially impacting firm profitability. Firms are not pursuing the right projects for their firms. Again, the big firms are doing this, and that's why they're big firms, is because they have processes in place that small firms just don't have. Um, they're able to do more work, more volume, because they have these processes in place, making it more efficient, easier streamlined to reply to RPs, RQs, and understand which projects they want to go after. So revenue from top three clients is down 9% to 44%. 
Diverse client base is an important risk mitigation strategy and firms should continue to diversify their client base even when things are going well with existing clients. Firms should be aware of the con concentration of funds from a single client and the exposure to their largest client success or downturns. Reversing the large increase reported from last year, business reported that 44% of their revenue comes from their top three clients, nine point decrease. This decrease indicates that firms are either strategically diversifying their clients or are not nurturing existing relationships enough and competitors are taking away key clients or projects. Although small, small firms are typically more reliant on their top clients for a bigger percentage of the revenue, small firms saw a 10% decrease in overall revenue from their top three clients this year. Large firms and high performers bring in one-fifth or less of their revenue from their top clients. For firms that draw a high degree of revenue from a limited number of clients, monitoring the client relationship and project quality is paramount to reducing the risk of suddenly losing a major source of revenue. Basically, are you doing everything to keep that client? Are you meeting with them regularly? Are you taking them out? Are you sending them articles? Again, top of mind um, is the difference between a win and a loss there. <clears throat> Market position. Firms remain bullish when asked about how they expect their position in the market to change in the next 18 months. Overall, a higher percentage of firms expect to remain steady in a number of markets. Water, wastewater, stormwater, transportation, healthcare, key markets that respondents expected the most near-term growth. Surveying, GIS, mapping, and commercial markets fell from the top three, but still show anticipated growth for most firms. Firms continue to anticipate a decline in residential and hospitality markets as well as the federal market. As firms evaluate their anticipated position in each target market for the next 18 months, firms should ensure their strategic plan and initiatives are aligned to help the firm continue to succeed. So top growth markets, water, wastewater, stormwater, transportation, healthcare, surveying, GIS mapping, commercial, energy power, federal, education, industrial, public facilities, hospitality, residential, and then other, uh, which I guess would be just like retail, multifamily. Um, the bottom. All right, top three business development initiatives. In a dynamic and fast-moving economy, earlier identification of opportunities and requirements continues to lead among top business development initiatives, followed by strategic networking to expand teaming options and better opportunity identification. These were the top three business development initiatives for a second year in a row. These initiatives closely mirror the challenges that were cited previously namely finding time to nurture client relationships, better opportunity identification, and identifying opportunities better. Companies are still primarily relying on existing relationships to source project opportunities, highlighting the need to make business development a priority. Although businesses are challenges, challenged by the lack of time they have to nurture client relationships or identifying opportunities, few businesses are automating time-consuming tasks or investing in the market intelligence or CRM systems that allow them to identify opportunities earlier and spawn to them more competitively. Overall, improved analytics and developing business development KPIs can help firms get the most from their business development and investments and better position their firm to win more. <clears throat> so with this, there's tons of free pieces out there. HubSpot's a great one. I use HubSpot. Uh, there's a free version of HubSpot. It allows you to basically keep all your contacts, uh, set follow-up tasks and reminders, and really understand kind of where your pipeline is. Um, so that's what I would use to start out. Uh, if you do the sales package, it's like 50 bucks a month, super cheap. And especially if you only have, let's say three to five business development people, it's a very, very cost effective way, um, to do that at 50 bucks a month to allow you to basically keep track of your pipeline, can create reports, all that stuff out of it. Uh, very easy to share. It's on an online dashboard. There's an app on your phone. 
I mean, there's no reason to not do it. And the free version gives you tons and tons of um, really great functionality. And all this goes to like making notes, keeping contact with your clients, following up. Like, I mean, this is really the biggest problem is not following up, not keeping in contact with their clients and not keeping top of mind. So the Clarity Outlook, as firms are clearly stretched by the volume of opportunities and the time it takes to prepare quantity, quality responses to them, business cited a limited amount of time to nurture client relationships as a top challenge to overcome and earlier identification of opportunities as the top initiatives for addressing this challenge. Given the constraints that businesses encounter, efficient allocation of business development resources is essential. Firms should ensure that they are extremely strategic about going after opportunities that are a good fit for their firm. They have a responsible, <coughs> sorry, they have a reasonable likelihood of winning. Accordingly, more firms should look to formalize their business development processes and implement go no go processes for evaluating opportunities. Firms should also look to increase the diversity of their client base so that they are not at the whim of a few clients. Overall themes for this year are people, technology, processes, and when it comes to business development, firms can benefit from all three. By developing processes and leveraging technology to streamline <coughs> administrative tasks, firms can be confident that people are investing in clients and investing in the right clients at the right time. And that is the business development side of this. Again, just go out, talk to your clients, uh, get HubSpot, it's free, and just follow up, man. Put mar Your marketing department has probably generated a ton of information. Your uh, some of your architects probably have great models and fly-throughs to send clients and just thoughts, ideas, look at news articles. It doesn't even have to be from your firm. Just, hey, I was thinking about you and I saw this. Simple, easy pieces to send out to your clients and those in your marketplace. So that's this episode of the Construction Corner Podcast. And join me next time for project management.